Praise the Lord, church. What a wonderful, beautiful day we've been having. A high of 70. The flowers are in bloom. The trees are finally coming out of their winter slumber. And our allergies are killing us. Yes, it's not the virus. It's your allergies. And um, But what a wonderful day we've had. Uh, really been enjoying this little devotions we've been having. Really enjoyed Pastor Stephen's message. Very, very biblically sound, foundational message, as well as uh, our Connections Pastor about the peacemaker. Um, but I want to go ahead and pray. And, uh, and, and, and really, let's, let's tune out the distractions. Let's go ahead and, and really pay attention here tonight in this devotion, as well as each devotion we have going forward. Jesus, we love you. We worship you. We trust in you, Lord. I pray, God, that you would help us to put our distractions aside, help us to connect with you and put you in the center, Lord. You have a word for us, and I pray, Lord, that we should receive it, and I pray that you would help us to apply it to our lives in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So you're probably wondering about my crazy title, The Old Rickety Elevator. What is he trying to get at? Well, when I was five, I left my home. Well, actually, I was four, but I left my home country of Iran. And we moved to Turkey for about two or three years. And, of course, we, we moved around. And one of the places we stayed was an old refurbished hotel. And you could rent out a room. And what was amazing about this hotel is it had an elevator. Of course, you know, Asensur in, in Farsi. But I've never been, you know, familiar with elevators. Never really went on one. This is kind of my first time seeing one. And it was not very safe. Um, I'm sure the, the safety elevator safety group uh, advisory board would not approve of this elevator. It probably would have been shut down. Uh, but again, we were in another country, so it didn't matter. And so we would go up and down this elevator. And, of course, I loved it. Any chance I could go on this very... Uh, very uh, dangerous elevator I tried to as a five-year-old. You know, which five-year-old doesn't want to be um, in an elevator? Well, anyway, one day, I'm, my sister needs to go up and get something. We're outside, we're playing, and I follow her because I know she's going to use the elevator. So we go in the elevator, she puts the, you know, she pushes the button, and sure enough, the elevator starts going up. It's gone up before, it makes noises, but today it was just very shaky. It's just kind of moving back and forth, back and forth, and then you hear like this grinding sign, like metal on metal. And it's just going up and up and up. And it's just going like it's barely going up. And then it just stops. And I remember my sister just starts pushing the button. What in the world's going on? Maybe if I push it more. There was no call sign where you could just push it and, and someone can help you. It didn't work. So I know my sister just starts to panic. She starts screaming, just help. And I remember I'm just sitting there, just kind of shocked, going, what in the world's going on? It still hasn't registered in my mind. And then she looks at me like I've lost my mind, goes, what are you doing? To me, it wasn't such a big deal. We're stuck in an elevator. Someone's going to find us eventually. Someone's going to push the button. The elevator's going to go up. And, and sure enough, we will just get out. No. See... That was the worst case scenario for me. But for my sister, who was doing a SWOT analysis, who was playing worst case scenarios in her mind, and one of those scenarios was what would happen 
if this elevator, all the supports give out and it just drops like the Tower of Terror and we fall to our doom. That did not occur to me. I'm five. I don't know all the worst case scenarios, but in her mind, it, it did occur. This could happen. I mean, we don't know what's wrong with this elevator. And so she, you know, she wants me to scream as well. And of course, I scream with her as well. And we're both screaming. We're trying to get help. And we're both afraid. And isn't that interesting? As adults, we always play the worst case scenario in our minds. It's very comfortable. We've grown up doing this. What is the worst case scenario? What's going to happen when the money runs out? What's going to happen when my health really does fail? What if I get it? This COVID-19. What happens if my loved ones get it? What happens if my parents get it? What happens if my high-risk relatives or friends are caught, you know, caught in the fire? And we play these worst-case scenarios in our minds, and it starts to wear and tear at us. It brings us lower. We didn't recognize today was a beautiful day. We didn't recognize the flowers in bloom because our mind is preoccupied with what ifs, the worst case scenarios. And what changes that is a realization of who your God is. See, there's a title that God has. It's such a unique name. It's nowhere else in the scriptures. It's Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. And it talks about the Prince of Peace. And that's such a unique name. It's talking about the coming Messiah. But it's this prince of peace. This isn't socioeconomic peace. This isn't geopolitical peace. I mean, it encompasses all of that. But it's also this very personal, penetrating peace that comes right inside of you. At a world of conflict, everybody fighting with one another, this is what brings people to God. This Prince of Peace. Because everybody's fighting for a piece of the pie. Whether that's financial pie, whether that is power pie, the more power so they consolidate their powers, or whether that is geopolitical or geographical pie, a piece of land. The world we know is at conflict, constantly fighting, full of anxiety. Everything is a fight. Everything. And here comes the Prince of Peace. And he wants to give you peace. And I'm not just talking about, oh, okay, just this peace that I'm going to be taking financially. No, no, this goes much deeper than that. Much deeper. This is a, a deep, inside, penetrating peace that just oozes out of you. People recognize this peace. People recognize it in you, this peace. They recognize the peace that you have. For 
Matthew chapter 9 talks that the children of God are peacemakers. You are the children of God because you are the peacemaker. Are you a peacemaker? Do you know your God is a peacemaker? Do you know that your God is the prince of peace? So you know him as provider. You know him that he goes and he's a healer. You understand him in those aspects. But do you really understand that he is also a peacemaker? He's also the prince of peace. And he comes into us and brings us tranquility. Do you trust this God? Well, what happens if everything goes through? Well, if you know the Prince of Peace, it doesn't matter. I'm not saying we throw caution to the side. But we know the Prince of Peace. We know the worst case scenarios. And even if it happens, we know our hands are in a capable God and he will take care of it. Do you trust this God? Do you believe he's the Prince of Peace? If you do, this quarantine will bring that out. I'm asking you, is he your Prince of Peace? Is he your God that you're willing to trust? This peacemaker. You know what's fascinating? Eventually, someone did hear us, and someone did push the button, and the elevator rose up, and the doors opened, and we came out. We were safe. All was well. You know, we worried and worried and worried, and it didn't matter, because we were safe. And I know... We're playing worst case scenarios in our mind, but we need to trust that the Prince of Peace has everything under control. Do you have peace in your life? Or is it full of anxiety? Is it full of chaos? Here is Jesus on the boat. The storm comes and the boat starts to shake and the disciples start to panic and they're worried and they say, Jesus, wake up! Don't you see we're about to die? And he just calms the storm. And he's angry. He's shocked. The disciples think this is some crazy man. What? Who is this guy? And he's looking at them saying, do you not realize... Who is with you? He's God with us. Not only is he a protector, but he brings peace for your chaotic mind. Is he your Prince of Peace? Let's pray. Jesus, Lord, I pray that you would calm the fears in my heart. God, I'm, I'm, I'm worried about my wife's health, Jesus. I'm worried about my kids' health, Lord. Maybe my own, Jesus. I'm worried about my parents' health, Jesus. I'm worried about my sisters, Lord. And 
and my brother, God, and my nieces and nephews. I'm, I'm worried about them, Lord. What happens if something happens, Lord? What happens if they contract the virus? What happens, Lord, if, if, if something terrible happens? I pray that you take every worst-case scenario in my mind and I put it in your hands. I pray, Lord, that you put peace in my heart. I pray that, Lord, people would recognize who I serve, that I serve the Prince of Peace, and that I completely trust in you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Be with me, Lord. Be with all of us, Lord. Help us to know who you really are, the Prince of Peace. Amen. Amen. Do you believe that? Do you believe he's the Prince of Peace? Amen. Well, thank you. I pray you spend some time with your family. And catch us tomorrow at 7 again.